And we are live. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 118 of Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show, rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent DeSantis, today, joined by James Walmer. James, how you doing, dude? We're doing great today. Good. Good, good, good. Audio listeners, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash strictly casual. Please hit us with a rating and sub. Helps us out a bunch. Talk about what else is going on the channels. We got summer games fest stuff that we did a couple weeks ago and yep. that uh, coverage was tons of fun and we'll have the obi-wan kenobi finale review breakdown video out today as well um at some point today that'll be on the channel um so That's, we're excited um about that. today is thursday june 23rd yes one day after the release yeah. of the episode um so we're going to record that and get that out but uh yeah james tell me what you've been playing this week dude this week has been a light week let me tell you Vin. yeah i've had I, I I came into uh, Elden Ring and I'm still on the final boss, Radagon. So mm-hmm. um, I had coffee with a friend and they were like, yeah, I would go and do Melania first before you do Radagon. So I said, okay, sure. So I went back and it comes Chris Snowfields, got pissed. And then I turned off the game and yeah. I went to Death Stranding. And all of my open world fatigue set in mm, during, all at once. During Death Stranding? I, yeah, the minute I like really got into Death Stranding. Okay, that hurts. Tell it me, hurt really bad. Can we have a little just dis- training discussion then? This is Let's a good have time. a little just training discussion because I want to know what you're what you're thinking about as you're okay. if, if you have jumped into death training, what you're thinking about it. So last week you got how far in? You hit. I got. I hit spoil like it. Epi- matter. Episode three. So I got so so like on the map you have you have your central like not city or whatever it's called right yeah and then you have the the you go with the, to the one to the to the east i haven't been to a second to the city. west no sorry it's not a city it's like a post okay the one you deliver the body to oh yeah i did that yeah and then you go north and do that one so yeah i did the body i came back and then they did the reveal mm-hmm. of like okay this is the new president sort of thing like you yeah. need to go across the u.s to connect all the things and then mm-hmm. that was like 45 minutes of cutscenes after you get the body back. And so like, right. I couldn't actually do the next mission at the point I was playing. So I'm like, I'm outside. I put all my, like, put the pieces on where I need to put the pieces on. Mm-hmm. Like I did the, mm-hmm. au- so I tried to like auto assign that or I did it manually at first and then I auto assigned it. Auto assigning is just so much better. <laughs> I was really overwhelmed about this. So I was like, auto assign. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, yeah, um, and that's I got out of the gate and I started walking, or like out of the city, and then I had to pause. I had to go. So um, yeah, okay, that's as so far I'm as like I am. A, like one step after you. So okay. I just did that mission yeah. that you're talking about, and I started the next one. Okay. Um, and like I love doing the loop of just walking around with the music. Yeah. But also like. Now that I, I got like a little side quest to like build another thing and put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is feeling a little tasky, mm. you know, which I guess the whole game is tasks. Yeah. It, because it's just delivery. But like, I'm, it just, it, I just couldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm done here. I downloaded Hotline Miami to give me a little bit of like, to try and do something a little more upbeat, a little fast yeah. pace. But I was just running into, it felt like it was a Dark Souls effect of, you just kind of run your head into a wall a bunch of times until you figure out a floor or a level. Yeah. Um, and I was like at a standstill with that. And I was like, yeah, I don't care about this game either. Okay, cool. <laughs> so then 
But then Anthem came in, mm-hmm. and uh, it was That's like six dollars on sale. Oh, you bought it? It you was bought yeah. It. I bought it for six dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because we were talking about it on the show a few weeks ago, saying, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna get that platinum before the servers go um, offline." Mm-hmm. And so I'm committed to that dream. Vincent. Committed to the dream. Okay. I'm committed to that dream. I'm, so you gotta start playing through the story. You gotta start hitting that. Because are you already in? I think, I think I'm you... done with the story. What? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I I grinded that game at the beginning. I I have some That's like right. You did. I have a couple missions at the very end of the game that I have to. I still have to do, but do you have to like redo any for like. Oh yeah, I'll redo on hard or maybe, anything like that. No, there's no hard difficulties in the game. You just play them once. Um, the most stuff is around the world. Like, there's a couple of collectible things, and then like, you gotta oh, get okay. one thousand gun, one thousand kills with an AR, and then one thousand mm. kills with a shotgun, which actually aren't that bad because like you get close to it by finishing the game, like pretty close. Oh okay. It's just a matter of using those guns after you beat the game, while you're doing the collectibles to get those kills. Uh huh. So I'll I'll redownload that for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like thirty three gigs. But I'm really enjoying Death Stranding so far. I'm I'm definitely gonna play more of it. Um, but I cemented some more open world fatigue this week by starting Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, oh shit! Which I actually am really enjoying. I thought I streamed the first three wow. hours of it, three three and a half hours of it the other day. Um, had a great time. The story's not mm-hmm. like grab me or anything. It seems. I mean, the thing to compare it to, I guess, is like Moon Knight. It's like there's a demon inside of you kind of like controlling mm-hmm. you. Um, but it's much more than just the finger bangers that you're using. You got wind finger bangers, <laughs> fire finger bangers. Uh, um, like, and it's like it's the the water's a shotgun. Well, I got a question for it. Does, yeah. Do Doctor Strange's powers also count as finger bangers? I would count those as finger bangers. But there's no like real bang that comes out of it. He just does the whole like, he's like finger yeah, whooshers. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I would call these finger bangers because you're quite literally doing this with your fingers or like two fingers. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's cool, dude. I actually like the enemy design too. Like you have like the Slenderman type dudes that are walking around, but then their boss yeah. enemies are sick. They're dope. So really? Yeah. And I'm if I'm already three hours in, like I'm already in chapter three or something. It's only seven chapters long. I think chapter four is like supposed to be pretty long, but um, like. It's not going to take me a long time. I'm not going to do all the open world stuff. I'm just going to play through the story, and I'm enjoying it so far, so I'll probably play some more of that this week also. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Fortnite. Playing a lot of Fortnite this week. Oh, yeah. I play a lot of Apex, too. Yeah. It's it's just fun. It's the opposite of the open world grind, where it's just for fun. Are you playing the no build? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing build. Oh, thank God. It's all no build. Yeah. And it's great. Do you feel naked in Fortnite or do you have like, because here's my worry is yeah. I, I, I worry about the drip in Fortnite. Yeah, sure. Right, because I would come in there. I have zero drip. I never completed mm. a season plot, a season pass once in my life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the thing. You can get so much free V-Bucks now that you can buy whatever you want. Like in, even without the battle pass, you can still get free V-Bucks doing challenges and stuff. It just takes a little bit longer. It's so, like I bought Chun Li without buying a battle pass. Oh wow, it was sweet. So I use Chun Li all the huh. time. She's kicked up, um, <laughs> totally. Uh, but 
here's the thing in the no build you can slide in fortnite now which is making it really nice and you can oh, jump cool. higher than one block now like so whatever mm -hmm. one thing is that way you can grapple on and you can kind of like grapple up and go places and so the movement's really good too you don't have to like build to everything you can just kind of jump to places it, it's it feels great mm -hmm. it, it feels super well balanced right now it's crazy like i i used to play fortnite a lot and this right now is feeling really balanced, like the wow. the thing they have going. It's just really fun to play. Having a great time with it. Fuck. Now I want to jump in. It's cool. Yeah. It's free. Yeah. So it is free. Well. I'm trying to work towards might Vader well. right now. Vader's in this in the season pass. I had enough mm. V-Bucks to do the season pass without buying V-Bucks. And so I just yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Level 22. Cool. I'm having a great time. Fuck yeah. Anything else you've been playing this week? No. Me neither. That's that's about it. Those are the those are the three. Except yep. I, I, I there's a couple times I wanted to jump into Elden Ring, then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to right now, which is a bad sign. Mm -hmm. I'm so close to the end, bro. I'm at mountaintop of the gods. I feel like I'm in the home stretch. I know I'm not really, but you I are feel in the home, like stretch. I'm in the home you, stretch. No, you really have like four more bosses left. I could do it, and it's kind of like boom, 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 boom with the bosses. You know, it's like. Oh yeah, there's dude. one. There's so there's the fire giant. No, no, no. There's a few before fire giant up there. Okay. Like there's two. I feel like there's two bosses in that snow area, and then they're like smaller. Okay. And then there's a then there's the big boss, the fire giant. Yeah. And then you go to back to the capital, and you fight two bosses there, and then those in are the like Lendo back capital. Back yeah. Oh man. Okay. Oh man. But it's different yeah but it's different that time okay and then you go to and then the capital takes you to the uh final boss after like the two final two bosses and then it's boom the radagon right after got it okay so oh, if man. you want you, you can also go back and well maybe i just I think, think you got to get through I, I think you got to get through the two bosses in the snowfield and then you could go fight millennia if you want okay I, I just don't think i'm strong enough like i was barely squeaking by at what that level are you 107 oh you're you're good yeah yeah you're great yeah i was barely squeaking by for that second boss where you fight um dog it's just that hard more god again this is just how yeah this is just the first the play the first playthrough is just like this okay it was tough it's tough but it's good everyone i talk to says you like the second playthrough new game plus you're like okay now you act you can actually have fun really you can actually play the game yeah because Enemies don't do as much damage to you, and oh. hmm. you do more damage to them, so it, like it's more balanced. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm still so committed to finishing Elden Ring. Like, I'm going to finish it, and who knows? It's your first FromSoft game. It it is. That who you're knows? Finish. I might plot it. I might. I'm really thinking about just going for the plot on this on the first run. Meaning, I just need to do another save. I just need to get a save up, and then oh yeah, okay. save. We'll see. Okay, let's get into the news here. We got three things. We're going to be talking a lot of Final Fantasy today, and we got a new game coming out that came out this week. James, what did we get? We got a Fire Emblem Warriors, Three Hopes. I don't know the style of this game. Is this just another Fire Emblem-style game? In it's the a, line? Uh, how do they call it? Moshu? Mushu game? Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Am I saying that right? I don't know. It's similar I did to know at one point. Um, it's like Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty Warriors, and then Breath of the Wild did one, or they didn't uh -huh. call it Breath of the Wild. It's and a, then 
Whatever. No, it was uh, Hyrule Warriors, Hyrule Warriors and they did Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah. All these are in that style. Um, okay, cool. So Inverse gave it a 9. Vooks, which I've never heard before, gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Ijin gave it an 8. Informer gave it an 8. Vin, you want to read this little... Yeah, sure. Wesley LeBlanc says, Three Hopes successfully and expertly integrates everything great about Three Houses into its Musou, Musou? Musou. For, Musou format, both in narrative and in gameplay. It's been one of my favorite Switch experiences in recent memory as a result. If you like Three Houses, you should play Three Hopes, and I'd recommend it to you even if you aren't familiar with the Musou genre. And if you haven't played Three Houses, there's a good chance that'll be your next game after rolling the credits on this one. People really liked Three Houses when that came out. I really want to play Three Houses. Yeah, and so I think it's cool. It's the same characters, different style of game. That way it's not like total burnout, I guess, when you just so play it, all the way through. So is this a prequel? to three houses because it says that'll be your next game after rolling credits on this one i think it just means like you're going to be in love with the character so you'll want to play the next one anyways but i don't know if okay. it's let me look it up let me look it up while you do the rest of the reviews okay uh the sixth axis gives it an eight well played give it an eight dexter dexter toe gave it a 7.5 and GameSpot given gave it a seven uh open critic is 80 with 20 critics and the metacritic is 83 with 23 critics so, critics so all around great reviews so it looks like uh oh three houses no what is this one three hopes yeah three hopes this is, is a three sequel hopes. to three houses okay um interesting but you oh the game assumes substantial pre-existing knowledge of three houses oh so I guess I so. Maybe know. he's writing like, if this is your jumping in point, you're gonna be like, oh, like I want the context, yeah. and so you're gonna jump into three houses. That sounds about right. Yeah, but three houses reviews. is a lot more like strategic. Mm -hmm. Like it's very much like almost like an XCOM style of combat where mm. you have like your characters on a battlefield and they, you know, you do movement, yeah, uh, movement turns, and then you do a attack turn. I uh, I watched some of the cutscenes of this game too, and it looks pretty gorgeous, like pretty cool. Really, I like it the style that it's in yeah so still would you ever that. jump into that genre not the Musou genre but the three houses sort of yeah turn-based mm -hmm. strategic um, did you ever play oh my god it's escaping me it's a switch game war um it's a turn-based strategy uh oh my goodness what is it called it was so good i used to play it like it was very tough crap i'm literally my switch is in the other room but um i'll just look it up it was really tough you have to like replay levels to um kind of get the best rank for your strategy mm -hmm. for like each one and it was really fun it was really good i'll have to look it up and show you hmm. but it, it was like i got on sale for like 15 bucks or whatever still have it yeah. downloaded i still jump in every once in a while because it's not like too... it's like a triple a game no okay not a triple a game it's great mm. it's great highly recommend super cool i gotta remember the name though all right, let's jump into the news here. James, yep. why don't you start us off with the bad news? Well, the bad, well, it's it's about Bobby Kotick. It's about and Bobby Kotick. over here at Strictly Casual, as well as most other news outlets in the world, it's still fuck Bobby Kotick. F. Hate this fucking dude. Um... This is the news. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is re-elected to the board for another year. This comes from rockpapershotgun.com. 
Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick was successfully re-elected to the board of directors for another year as a result of the company's annual shareholder meeting yesterday. This was despite efforts by company employees and shareholders to oust Kotick, which began in November. Activision Blizzard have also said they will carefully consider whether to go ahead with a proposed report into their efforts to address alleged workplace harassment within the organization after two-thirds of attending shareholders voted to approve the suggestion. This vote was non-binding, which means Activision Blizzard doesn't have to act on it. The board of directors has advised share, as had advised shareholders last month not to approve the proposed report. Smart people. Um, consistent with our own ongoing commitments, we will carefully consider the proposal to enhance our future disclosures. Activision Blizzard remains deeply committed to a respectful, welcoming workplace for all colleagues, a statement from the company read. Jessica Gonzalez, one of the founders of Activision Blizzard, employee advocacy group A Better ABK. Um, I assume that means a better Activision Blizzard. I don't know what K oh, stands a for. No, ABK is something else, I think. Um, okay. Let me look it up. I, I've heard this before. Go for it. Sorry. Okay, no worries. Um, she tweeted in reference to the proposed report's non-binding approval, saying uh, the employees will hold them to it. Um, this comes hot off the heels of another rock, paper, shotgun article. Same reporter. I forget his name. Ben, can you look that up for me real quick? Yeah. Uh, ABK, by the way, is is a workers' alliance. Oh, cool. And they're just like committed a to union? End- no. They're just committed to um, ending abuse in gaming. That's like their, Hell whole, yeah. their whole deal. Super cool. Um, so this comes off the heels of another rock, paper, shotgun article discussing Activision Blizzard finding no evidence they tolerated any reported harassment. And that was June 17th, five days before this article, which is five days before Bobby Kotick being reelected. And this is from for another year. CJ Wheeler. CJ Wheeler. That's the report at rockpapershotgun.com. Um, yeah. Hit me. Then what are your initial thoughts? I, I just, I have no idea. I have no idea. Why even, First of all, it's mind-blowing that he got re-elected as president for another year. Mind-blowing. I, I just don't understand after you have a years of bad press about this person, and in the last year, the worst of the worst. They're shooting themselves in the fucking foot. And then the shareholders are like, this is a good idea. We should make this guy the face of our company <laughs> for another year. This is We should just continue. Like, if you're a shareholder, why would you want... You, I don't understand. I, I, I'm just, like, puzzled. Like, I, I really don't understand the thought mm-hmm. process here. Like, what is the move there? What's the strategic move it, there? The only possible thing I can think of is, oh, Bobby Kotick brings us money. Like, he's good. He's, like, he's able to, like, I don't know, make decisions that bring us money, and that's why we should keep him for another year. But, but Blizzard hasn't been in a good spot exactly. strategically in the past few years. It is. Like, even under Bobby Kotick's leadership. Yeah. Like, you can't use the argument... Oh, well, like, at least Bobby Kotick knows what he's doing because he's so good at, right. like, marketing and all leading all these I agree. Uh, projects and stuff like that. Because that's not true. Like, Overwatch was a shit show for a little while. Um, fucking Diablo was a shit show for mm-hmm. a little while. You know? Um, yeah. All I, these... I, I was just trying to, like, that's the only thing I can possibly think of that some right. shareholder could say. But I, I really have no idea why they would do this for a year like why would you extend it just another year also that's like very specific it's not like oh yeah for the time mm-hmm. being we're gonna keep bobby kotick it's like oh no he's got one year one more, one more. One more year he's got one year and then what they're they gonna renew it for another five another year after that i don't know there's no action against him why like i i don't understand why there's no action against him not even a reprimandation 
Nope. So I mean, even like when he was when he uh, left Activision Blizzard last year, mm-hmm. he his severance was like what two thirds of his paycheck, something like that. Some ridiculous, ridiculous. like six hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yep. Yep, something like that. It was insane. And then also like this coming off of the report of Activision Blizzard finding no evidence that they tolerated any reported harassment. Yeah. Makes me feel like this is also illegitimate. Well, not illegitimate in the terms of like, it's not real. Activision cannot come out and say there's no harassment on their own company. Like they reported on themselves that they had no harassment in their own company. Obviously they're not going to say if they do or not, you know what I mean? I mean, they should, they should have, they should have just owned up to it. That'd be way better PR, but now they're doubling down on bad PR. Yeah. It would have been better PR for them to say, Hey, like we can't like this sucks that it went on and we're taking movements in the right direction. Da da da. But now they're not only saying, well, we didn't really find anything. So, yeah. and then they're like, well, I guess this means we can rehire Bobby Kodak because we didn't guys, because we didn't find anything. So yeah. Bobby Kodak's okay. It just, come, like, guys, come on, look at the evidence that we found. Right. It just feels bad. It feels like a gas company saying, we haven't found that fossil fuels have done anything bad for the environment sure i i feel bad in this case for um the people heading these next big games at blizzard such as the people heading overwatch 2 the people are that are heading mm-hmm. diablo 4 because i mean they're not making the decision that bobby codex stays and they're like okay bobby's in office right for another year here comes more bad press to our company when we're trying to work on these games and stuff like that like and try to like do cool stuff and all the press for Activision Blizzard will be shit now. Like I'd feel so bad for them. Yep. And I also just feel bad for all the people who have been victims of workplace harassment. Yeah. Now that they're like, Oh, well shit. Like they get no sort of resolution or anything like no sense of justice. Yeah. From uh, Activision. So sad, dude. Ugh, I don't know. I'm sure we'll hear more about this soon, but there's a lot of outrage about this right now. So, yeah, I hope there's more um, protests and things like that. Yeah, Bobby hasn't said anything. Bobby's if... been awfully quiet. Bobby has been awfully quiet. Awfully quiet. I mean, what can he really say though? Uh, can you imagine if he? <sighs> imagine if he comes out and apologizes straight up. Can you can you imagine how crazy that would be? Nobody would expect it. I don't think he'd do it. He does that at the end of his one year, and then they boot him out. That'd be so just weird. so they could get the good PR from him. Oh, apologizing hmm. and making this big statement, and then just letting him go. Said, okay, yeah, we just wanted you for that. It would have to be like pretty sincere. Like you would have to be a pretty sincere apology, and not necessarily like super. It would have um, to look sincere. Right. Yeah. I, and I don't think it's going to change anybody's mind on Bobby Kotick, but can you imagine if he did this? I just, no. I just have no, I just don't think he would or will ever. I don't think, I don't think we live in a um, forgiving enough consumer no. climate in order for that to really do anything. No. Uh, well, it no, may I, be, I think 
the shareholders are on a whole no i mean that in terms of like i'm talking about in terms of like consumer like buying or consuming blizzard content yeah like i don't think if i was actively protesting blizzard saying like no i'm not buying anything from blizzard Mm -hmm. and then bobby kodak made a statement i'm not like okay i could buy overwatch or i can buy a battle pass for overwatch too or i could support them through buying xyz game yeah that doesn't yeah that wouldn't change i'm thinking the shareholders are seriously acting on a whole different level here like they made a decision to rehire bobby kodak i think you ask anybody that is like on the ground floor of like playing games or probably in development is whole totally different but that would be a different outcome mm-hmm. so i imagine if he does that sort of apology or whatever and the shareholders are like oh bobby kodak like this guy we gotta get him for another <laughs> couple of years like this is great they, they just yeah. they're, they're not in it they're not in it like we're in it so they wouldn't no. they wouldn't get that it wouldn't be for mm-hmm. us it would be for the people funding money in my that's right my opinion. okay that's what that would be yeah for. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, interesting. Sure, there's sure there's more news on that. It feels like every couple months we have some bullshit from over there. So we'll see. Yep, and it'll keep going on until Bobby Kotick is out of the company. But I'm still rooting. I'm still rooting for uh, Activision's other games that they're making right now. I'm rooting for Overwatch and I'm rooting for Diablo. I can't root. I don't want to yep. root against the entire company. I want to root against the bad people in the company. You know? Sure. It's tough. It's tough. And I, like, how do you do that? As we talked about that a long time ago know. too. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Beats me. Damn. Hey, that's where unions come in, baby. Sure. It could be a way. Sad. Okay. James? Let's move on to Final Fantasy VII. Let's get into the recording. I'm ready to jump into some FF16. Oh, okay. We're jumping to Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. Fuck okay. yeah. Uh, I'm recording in three, two, one. We have a bunch of new details on Final Fantasy 16 coming from GameSpot and IGN. We're going to be reporting on some tomorrow reporting. Talking about some tomorrow reporting. Whoa! Tomorrow's saying. And Final Fantasy 16 details. Final Fantasy 16 is an ambitious, more mature entry in the series, says the producer. Uh, James, I broke this up into four little sections here so we could just each go back and forth on the sections. I'll take the first Love one it. here. Final Fantasy franchise is a fitting fight or a fighting fit. <laughs> A fighting fit in a way that it hasn't been for quite some time. Final Fantasy <laughs> 14 underwent a huge revitalization that took it from a floundering MMO to one of the most critically acclaimed and beloved games of the genre. Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 Remake, meanwhile, defied expectations and delivered an incredibly strong, modernized version of the iconic Japanese role-playing classic. Now, Square Enix is looking to make some smart moves to ensure Final Fantasy continues to shine while it's in the spotlight right now. And so these are like it was a huge interview with the directors of Final Fantasy 16. So wow. jump into this first section. What do we got? Uh, icon battles, which are the big, the gods. big, huge gods. Yeah. Yes. Uh, icon battles are playable with multiple stages and each one of them feels different. Clive, which is the main character, can encounter them as a small human, which means you can, you can fight, you fight these gods. monsters. You can fight gods as a small, just a small boy. Not only... You can be a god and fight gods in this game as well on the big scale. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So sick. Clive will also live through different stages. So the game will progress through your teens and then your 20s and then your 30s. Yeah. And then uh, the game is also ready to mature due to its adult themes. This is the first M-rated Final Fantasy game in a long time. There was a previous one, I think, but they, the director in the interview kind of says, like, he, he said something about uh parents or i don't know but and there's like a shot from the trailer where like clive is like 
naked he's like covered on the bottom a little bit too so he's like i don't know and there's like a lot more violence in this game it looks like too than maybe some other ones so the cutscenes are pretty intense i'm excited to see whatever whatever happens here um this is a lot of party info here which is interesting clive appears to be the only controllable character whereas like in final fantasy 7 you can switch characters like you can play as Aerith, Mm -hmm. play as tifa play as barrett this is like clive's the only controllable character but you will encounter companions that will be ai driven and I'm sure you can make them do moves similar to like sure. how you can do that as Cloud to other characters. I- I'm just using Final Fantasy VII as a point of reference because same as uh same as Final Fantasy XV where you can right. direct moves, yes. combos, and stuff like that. But you can't play as the other characters of XV, can you? Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I only played yeah. the beginning of XV. I didn't. I didn't finish it. That's good. I yeah. like Final Fantasy XV. Um. So Torgal the Wolf will be a full-time party member. We've seen him in a trailer could before. Be. Oh, could be a full-time party member. Uh, we'll have more info on parties soon. And Yoshida also confirmed that Final Fantasy 16 will not be open world, but it will use larger zones to instead create a sense of a global scale. Um, and he says okay. it's been very inspired by recent AAA open world games. Um, which, let's hope that's good open world games. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's interesting to me. I don't. I definitely like linear, and I'm a little yeah. scared of open worlds. I'm much more open to the idea of these larger areas instead of a full open world but we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes a uh, new combat system is due to wanting to get new players on board and because it fits better with the game's presentation uh defeating an icon means unlocking its abilities and skill tree so when you defeat an icon you'll get the entire icon sort of signature skill along with all yeah. the uh skills that follow along with that like i forgot what the there's a fire god guy he's he's the gods are like very consistent through the final fantasy games mm-hmm. um but you see clive like use the powers of that guy in some of his sword fighting dealio mm-hmm. and so that's pretty cool i don't know how that's that gonna really play cool out. Um, and then apparently clive can become an icon himself pretty freaking awesome james are you pretty cool are like, you excited for he final can fantasy take on an icon or the icon will be called clive clive the god <laughs> that'd be so sick are you excited for this game I'm very excited for this game. I love a good Final Fantasy. I'm stoked, man. I I think the trailers have been just incredible. The trailers have been so cool, especially after playing. um, Like five years ago, you would ask me if I'm excited for a Final Fantasy game. It's probably no, because I'd only played some. I played a PSP version of a Final Fantasy game. Like I had never really jumped in until 7, 15 and Mm 7 that I really played. Um and then I've watched a lot of 14, like on streams and stuff like that. Obviously, that's MMO, and this is not really like yeah, that. But definitely a different style. Yeah, I, I'm just excited. I'm super stoked for this, and I think it's gonna. It looks gorgeous on the PS5, dude. I, I'm so stoked. And these details, I are think this me excited too. Yeah, this game is shaping up to be quite a banger and a great installment in the franchise. Absolutely, I'm very excited. And if you want to know more about Final Fantasy in the world of gaming. You can stay right here on Strictly Casual. We appreciate you guys watching. If you want to listen to the whole podcast, become a member Become a member right here on YouTube, or you can listen to the whole thing for free on audio platforms. You just got to type in Strictly Casual Checkpoint, or there's a link right in the description that'll take you to it on Spotify, Apple Music, and all that good stuff. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. We're good. Sweet. It's Final Fantasy Seven time now. Yeah, we are going back up to Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Recap. Break down everything you need to know. It's all you. Take it. (laughs) It's comes from tomsguy.com.
It's safe to say that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is one of the most anticipated RPGs of the current co- console generation. After Final Fantasy VII Remake delighted fans and viewers alike back in 2020, it was only a matter of time until Square Enix announced a sequel. After all, Final Fantasy VII Remake covered only the first act of the original Final Fantasy VII, meaning there's still plenty more of the story to revisit. At the end of the next, at the end of the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer, Square Enix adv- advertises that the game will be available next winter, which means December 2023. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you play the original Final Fantasy VII, the trailer should provide faces. It begins with Aerith narrating about how the past is set in stone, but the future can be changed, which is especially interesting considering the Final Fantasy VII remake has already started playing around with the timeline. It also shows off Cloud's complicated past with Sephiroth, as well as a glimpse of fan-favorite side character Zack Fair. The trailer is only about a minute long, but it suggests that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth might solve some of our long-standing questions surrounding the remake. Question is, is this game for PS5 only? Yeah, it just, at the end of the trailer, it just says PS5. I would but, assume so. But it's the same thing with like Overwatch 2. It, played, it showed at the Xbox conference, you know, and it said Xbox and PC, but it's coming mm. to PlayStation 5. Like you can, okay. you can already pre-order on PS5. It's just like, mm. it's the marketing. It's interesting marketing. This was shown at a PlayStation conference. You can already pre-order this on PlayStation 5? No, Overwatch 2. That was my, that was it. Okay. You can't pre-order this yet. Um. But yeah, it's all marketing. I don't really know how that's going to work. Um, mm. I, I, I don't think this will be on Xbox, but I don't know if it'll be on PS4 or whatever. Yeah, we'll see. Because, I mean, they announced that Final Fantasy... Oh, yeah, Rebirth is... They said it was only going to be on PlayStation. Like, it's still console exclusive. It, mm-hmm. Remake still hasn't been on um, Xbox yet. They haven't ported that over. It's on PC, but not on Xbox, which is wild to me. Crazy. Yeah, people need to play this game. It's so freaking good. James, you have to play it. You have to play it. I know I do, but you know I'm still beefing with Sony. I know you're still beefing. Uh, you got to let the beef subside, and you got to just play the I'm, game. I'm waiting for Sony to squash the beef. That's on them. <laughs> They're not going to squash no beef. There's no beef being squashed uh, on their end. Then I have a surprise for you. Yeah, surprise me. Uh, upon going to upload this clip, I happen to notice the Strictly Casual is now officially a 2K subscriber. It's not. It's not. It's, what do you mean? It, it rounds up once we pass the, uh, Shut we pass the, the fuck five. Up. I'm sorry, James. I'm so sorry. To it says 2,000. I know it does, but it rounds up. It says 2,000. When it's at 1,995, it just bumps it up. It, well, the fives no, always bounce 2K. up and down. 2,000. I know. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not actually not 2,000. Also, that when you start uploading, your camera quality goes down and like starts getting jittery on my end. Just to let you know. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> we need three more. We need three more subs to hit 2,000. We're very, very close. This clip might do it. Who knows? Who knows? Very excited. Um. Okay. Ah, we do need three more. In Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was not the only thing announced at the 25th anniversary stream. And by the way, I just, I can't wait. Rebirth is going to be awesome. It's going to be a trilogy they also announced. Uh, so it's one, two, and three, ah. whatever it is. It, it's going to be remake, rebirth, and then re-something. They'll really milking this, really milking this cow. Yeah. Well, apparently the first one's only the first act of the Final Fantasy, like one, or Final Fantasy VII. Like, Mm-hmm. if it's only the first act they have a bunch more story to tell even though it felt so long like the game was too long that was my biggest complaint of final fantasy 7 mm. um just too damn long but 
Square Enix has finally given their first glimpse at the follow-up to Final Fantasy VII Remake. We already got that, but that's not the only thing coming as the anniversary event also revealed a full-blown remaster of Crisis Core. Although it's being called a remaster, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion seems that's a crazy ass long name. Seems almost more like a remake. With the game set to release before Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, here's everything you need to know. The most obvious change for Crisis Core Reunion is the massive graphical overhaul, which practically makes it look like a new game. Crisis Core was first released on the PSP in 2007, and while it's not a bad looking game, it was certainly restricted by the platform. There's also a handful of other changes, of course. The entire game is now voiced, and voice lines have been re-recorded using the actors in Remake. And according to Square Enix, much of the BGM, I guess background music, or uh, yeah, something, yeah. have also been mm -hmm. given new arrangements by its original composer, Takaharu Ishimoto. Crisis Core takes place seven years before the events of Final Fantasy VII, when Sephiroth was still a member of Soldier, and the main character of the game is Zack Fair. So you're playing as Zack and Sephiroth, pretty cool. Uh, and uh, Crisis Core gives you more insight into the events that lead up to Final Fantasy VII, along with the past of Sephiroth, Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith. So, pretty cool. Super cool. I'm, I'm hoping it's not like a 70-hour game. I'm, I'm hoping this is like a 20-hour game, because I'm, I, uh, it's really hard. It's tough for me to just do it, you know? Yeah. I can't wait um, to play it, though. This comes out... So it takes place between Final Fantasy VII Part One. No, in part two before or it's, it's a prequel to years, everything prequel to everything it's all about the history because in the game they kind of just the history play this first maybe but i think it's not going to be it's not going to play as well as final fantasy 7 remake for sure it's not from the ground up they're just calling it a remaster sure. so it might be like a 2007 game and we know you don't like older games you might get frustrated i might get frustrated who knows <laughs> Unless it just gets a substantial facelift and they improve quality of life and everything yeah. like that. And that comes out uh, beginning of next year to tide you over until uh, Rebirth. So mm -hmm. that's two Final Fantasy games coming out next year, plus the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale mobile game. <laughs> that is legit. It's really happening. That's a real thing. And they, sh they did show it off. I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. So good luck. What do we got? Next up. On Grain of Salt, this is our rumor watch, baby. Uh, Sony to reveal three new headset and two new monitors next week. Yep. Pretty crazy. This it comes from weird. xputer.com. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know xputer at all, but Tom Henderson wrote it, so I just I assumed it was legit. Okay, cool. Last week, I, which is Tom Henderson, yeah. reported via TryHard Guys that Sony was gearing up to potentially reveal a new PlayStation 5 Pro controller in the near future. This assumption was based on the knowledge that Sony is, in fact, revealing new hardware at the end of this week. Is that this week? That is potentially this week. Yeah. Wow. We might have news today. Or tomorrow, yeah. Something like that. Or tomorrow. Information on one set of hardware has already been revealed, which is Sony's new headset. These are the new, quote, in-zone, I-N-Z-O-N-E, all one word, H-series headsets with three sets to be revealed next week. The Inzone H3, the Inzone H7, and Inzone H9 all come with 360 spatial sound for gaming and all are Discord certified. They're going to slap that on the box for sure. The Discord certification. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Great marketing. Yeah. First up is the Inzone H3, which is a wired headset. It's the cheapest headset, and but it's got the 360 spatial sound. Vincent, hit us with the Inzone H7. The H7 is a wireless headset, has 360 spatial sound, and the best battery life. 
The Enzone H9 is a wireless headset as well with also, again, the 360 spatial sound. This is the most expensive headset, uh, I assume, because it has the noise canceling. Yeah. Um, so when mom is coming at you telling you to do your dishes, you can just turn on that noise canceling and say, I'm playing Minecraft. Let me, I got to give you a little scenario real quick about uh-huh. why I'm not actually getting the full features out of my headsets right now. I I play my PlayStation through my PC, if that makes sense. So I have a capture card. I have a 4K60 capture card in my PC. And so mm-hmm. my HDMI goes directly from my PlayStation 5 into my PC. Then I have an out on my PC into the monitor. So I lose. I'm losing the direct connection. I don't have these headphones connected to the PlayStation when I play. I have them connected to my computer when I play. And somewhere along there, I don't think I'm getting the 3D audio. I'm just, I'm listening Mm. to the audio through OBS. That's Mm. how I'm getting the audio, which is probably not the best way. But I should have, I should set up a switcher, basically. A switcher that I can switch from, um, you know, because a switcher where I can split my headphones for both and split everything up. It's just a lot of connections that I don't need. And this is, seems to be the most easy way for me to do this as someone that captures. Yeah. So I don't know. I got to figure that out, but um, I feel like I'm missing a lot of features by doing that on the audio front. Mm -hmm. Visually. You just have a separate pair of headphones. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I do love these headphones though. Wireless. They're great. Yeah. Um, Great headphones. So the price points for these headsets are yet to be revealed, but in addition to the three new headsets, Sony is also set to reveal two brand new gaming monitors under the InZone brand. Now, why the hell, James, are they calling it InZone? It feels weird. I don't know. I don't know. feels fake. They're also product mock-ups. It feels like a weird third party. They're also what? There's product product mock-ups and the trademarks for all these things that Tom Henderson posted on his Twitter, if Mm. you want to check those out. Um. Mm. And these will feature exclusive features for PlayStation, which will include auto HDR tone mapping and auto genre picture mode, which is kind of nice. Those are great features. I can't lie. According to my sources, one of these monitors will be for 4K gaming at 144 hertz. Did you hear that, James? 4K at 144 hertz. 144 hertz. That's insane. That's what I would want, baby, for the PC. That's going to be $10 million. But the other will be be a full HD 1080 uh, gaming at 240 hertz both Crazy. devices These were are gaming ass monitors yeah both devices were described as being perfect for ps5 and have received variable refresh rate hdmi g-sync support and feature low latency one millisecond sony has also kept hdr in mind so you have hdr at 4k 144 hertz and hdr in full hd 240 hertz that's crazy that's crazy usually 1080 monitors don't really have hdr in the, for the most part, Mm-mm. it's by a special one. So, no. it's also believed that most of these monitors will come with gaming assist features, which will include the monitors displaying the number of FPS. So the monitor can display FPS right there. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Instead of like clicking it on the game, um, it'll show game time, a viewfinder to improve brightness in dark locations. I don't really understand how that's going to work. Uh, refining brightness oh, yeah. and contrast to better see enemies with this feature being turned on and off, depending on the user's desires. And the price points, again, yet to be revealed. However, it's unclear whether Sony will also reveal the new Pro Controller or not, because they've been saying that for a while too. There is mock-ups and trademarks for a PlayStation 5 Pro Controller. Um, And he says, but my sources, this is Tom Henderson, have said that these five pieces of new hardware are set to be revealed next week and are set to be a part of Sony's new in-zone brand. So they're going to announce the brand, and this is the line of things 
under that end zone. Break. Yeah, I'm looking at an update to the story on Tom Henderson's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, saying Sonia sense of its new end zone brand with the tagline find your zone uh, the live stream premieres June 28th oh wow literally in five days yeah I'd be down to watch that live stream I'm kind of I like tech I like hardware mm-hmm. uh, update the PlayStation 5 Pro controller won't be revealed at the event sources confirm this is just for the three headsets and two new monitors with a Sony X Valorant partnership announcement shut the front door that's what he says on his Twitter. You want to? You want to? I don't do. I do. Twitter I, right now. I got a lot of questions about this, James, because as you know, Valorant is a PC only game, correct? It says I also asked if this means Valorant is coming to PS5, and was told no, or at yeah. least not at, or at least not announced at the event. So I'm assuming this is more of a end zone is the official headset slash monitors for Valorant, or whatever. Wow. Can you? So wow. Interesting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is crazy um find a new zone live stream yeah i see this this is crazy actually this this lines up great because uh valorant right now is like at a mid-season thing it's like a smaller battle pass that they have and then the next battle pass starts so they could just launch right there you're about to laugh at something what's going on what did you see my my friend's tweet oh, got it, got it. okay okay uh i'm excited to see whatever this is but Random fun stuff time, baby. James, what's the first one? Random fun stuff time story without a story. Everyone's favorite part of the show. Come on, let's go. Number one, uh, Halo Wars Total War developer Creative Assembly branches out to heist shooter called Hyenas in all caps. No release date yet. We got some screenshots, right, for that? Yeah. So in this game, you there's a lot. It's like you're um, raiding like space freighters. A lot of zero gravity combat. It's a big part of this game. Um, and you're stealing pop culture collectibles. Like uh, screenshots show a little Sonic, like keychain, oh, cool. a Rubik's Cube, mm-hmm. and other stuff. Nice. Sounds fun. Uh, mm-hmm. No Man's Sky comes to Nintendo Switch in October, along with the disc version for PS5. Very cool. Sean Murray also plans to launch a PS5 update for the game when PSVR 2 launches. We got brief news from Capcom stream last week. Dragon's Dogma 2 confirmed to be in development. We did talk about this last week. I did think. we? Yeah. We, we did the whole Capcom rundown. Oh, my bad. Oh, you're good. Epic Games announces a new strategy to prevent review bombs on their store. Consumers will be asked to leave a review after two hours of play time on a given game at random points, saying, uh, because these requests are randomized, we won't spam our players, and we probably won't ask about every game our app use. So they'll just, like, after two hours of play time, they'll just randomly ping you at yeah. some point saying, hey, you want to leave a review? Sure. Does that mean kind of how Apple does their reviews on their apps? Does this mean, but does this mean that they won't, you won't be able to review the game at any point? You have to play like the game for two hours and stuff. Interesting, because mm-hmm. Apple you can just review it whenever. Oh, that's right. But I guess I'm reminded of how when it like prompts you. Yeah, for it stops everything. Yeah. It's like rate the app, mm-hmm. not now. Okay. Exactly. Uh, Epic will also be polling players at random about their most recent play sessions to help generate tags for products on the Epic Game Store. Cool. Dope. That was random fun stuff, baby. Ooh. Ooh. Anything else we have to really go over here on episode 118? I don't want to say it's a light news week, but it was just Final Fantasy heavy this week. Yeah, Final Fantasy heavy, and then Activision Blizzard coming back into the news. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that's it. Any uh, any big things you got going on this week, James? I gotta renew my license. 
Oh, that's fun. Oh, here's something. Here's yeah, something. Tell um, me. Plague Tale Requiem has a uh, release date of October 18th. That means I need to play the game before October. Play the and first there's an extended October. gameplay showcase. Cool. Available now on YouTube. That game looked pretty gorgeous, so excited to yeah. play that. All right, guys. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for uh, listening to episode 118. We appreciate you guys. Um, Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week, everybody. Love you guys. Love Thank you for watching. Bye-bye.